Do you like coconut? Um, so sometimes I like it on Samoas. Okay, because I baked an entire tres leches cake last night <laughs> and then had like one piece and never wanted to eat food again because I was so full. What's tres leche? Tres leches is, I mean, it's basically a yellow cake that's been soaked in milk, coconut milk, and sweetened condensed milk. I mean, I'd have that. Yeah. I'd try that. Okay. Welcome to episode 85 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. I'm Chris Jensen, and it's the first day of school. I'm Annie Jones, the owner of The Bookshelf in downtown Thomasville, Georgia. So, today... We are talking with two of the authors, or compilers, I would say, maybe, of Saints of Old Florida, a beautiful coffee table lifestyle book that we've been selling like hotcakes <laughs> for a couple months now. Yeah, um... If you may have gotten from this podcast, I don't know if you have or not, but Thomasville, Tallahassee, we are not too terribly far from the coast. Chris from South Florida might disagree. I think we are terribly far. <laughs> um, but we are about an hour to two hours from from the Gulf Coast of Florida. And this lifestyle book kind of talks about um, life on the coast, what the coast means to so many people who live um, like we do about an hour from it um, or right on it. And so we wanted to talk to Emily and Melissa. Christina could not make it, um, but Emily and Melissa joined us um, from Port St. Joe and we were thrilled to kind of talk with them about the success of their book um, and why they love the coast. Hey! Okay. How are y'all? Good. We're doing well. So, um, Emily, uh, this is Annie, obviously, and I'm joined by... Chris, hi. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Doing good. Um, So, we sent you guys some questions, and we just really wanted to talk to you about the coast, about Saints of Old Florida, and the success that it has had. Um, So, first of all, why don't you tell for our listeners, because not all of our listeners are local... What is Saints of Old Florida? Um, you know, kind of how did this idea come about, and what is this book that maybe other people have not heard of yet? Yeah, I'll jump in on that. Um, this book is a lifestyle book. It's a coffee table book, um, highly visual stories, recipes, personal anecdotes, and, and um, kind of like our love letter in our heart kind of like on paper <laughs> so hmm. that's what this book is about and um yeah that's pretty much the gist of it it's you know kind of been cool to see everyone's response to it I think it reminds a lot of people of you know childhood memories and things they still hold you know near and dear and for um Melissa and I and Christina who's not on the phone today but um yeah it's just kind of like a love letter to what we love and um, kind of who we are as people even I think it certainly has resonated in the bookshelf. We see so many customers who come in and they are frequently talking about not only how beautiful the book is, but how the book really reminds them of the places where they grew up or they spent a lot of summers in their childhoods or things like that. And so I think it, you're right. I think it really has resonated. There's maybe even a sense of nostalgia attached to it um, that certainly has made it popular at the bookshelf. 
So we wanted to know, too, so I am from Tallahassee. And I'm from West Palm Beach. Um, so we've got a couple of different parts of the Florida coast represented. And I was curious about your, both Emily, yours, and Melissa, your um, personal experiences with the coast. And, of course, I know that those personal histories and experiences ultimately led to the creation of this book. But I'm just curious what history you both have with the coast. Melissa, we can start with you. So I grew up in Thomasville in Tallahassee. Uh, my parents divorced when I was young, and so I kind of have shared coastal experiences between <laughs> my mother and her side of the family and my dad and his side of the family. Um, and most of my time on the coast was spent since you know we were in Tallahassee was in the Panacea, St. Teresa, and Alligator Point mm-hmm. area. My, my mother, on my mother's side, I have a great aunt, well, she's deceased now, but my great aunt Rosa um, had a house at St. Teresa. So, you know, I have a lot of childhood memories spent there. And my cousin Gal Baby, who's from Thomasville, she, you know, she, it was passed down to her. And um, so that, that house in particular is very special to me. I spent my honeymoon there and we still, you know, make annual trips back to St. Teresa. And it's just a quaint little charming beach that has always, you know, been a huge personal connection. And then on my dad's side, my it would have been my great grandfather had a fish camp in Panacea, and um, it was called Rock Landing. It's just so special to me to think what a neat lifestyle and mm-hmm. how much that they just enjoyed fishing and libations and eating <laughs> crab meat and <laughs> just really, um, you know, the simplicity of the coast of Panacea. So those are my personal connections to the area. And it's just, you know, growing up just in the 70s and 80s and 90s, I spent lots of weekends and lots of time between St. Mark's and St. Teresa. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head for me when I think about um, the summers. So my family frequently vacationed on Cape Sandblast and on St. George Island. And the simplicity of these saints uh, that you talk about in the book, St. Teresa, Port St. Joe, St. George, um, I know, and Chris, I'm sure, can talk more about it, but I know that the South Florida beaches are beautiful, and I have visited those, and the water is crystal clear, but there is just something so simple and kind of rustic in the best possible way about St. George Island still. It it feels like St. George Island um, is still kind of... I don't know. Still largely undiscovered. Yeah. And I love that. Um, Emily, what about you? What are your kind of personal experiences with the coast? Port St. Joe is actually where I was born and raised. So it definitely is just home to me. Um, You know, that's where, you know, my my dad's family is there from generations. And um, yeah, so it's just really home. Um, I went to high school there, um, you know, went to preschool there. I mean, it just has these, you know, really young childhood memories. And honestly, it's still the one place that I just have a sense of peace and, um, you know, can really just like relax, be myself and really enjoy home. So, um, yeah, I was raised in Port St. Joe. Obviously that whole coast is, you know, very similar in culture. So I feel like, you know, that's just kind of a part of who I am. And, you know, in the book, I share a little bit about that, but, you know, home is just a part of your like fibers, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, 
that's been my experience is just kind of tapping into that and realizing, you know, that who I am is partly where I'm from. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's home to me and my parents, you know, live there. My brother is still there. I mean, yeah, it's just home. That's great. Chris, I know your experiences are a little different, but sometimes even at the bookshelf, I will hear you say, oh, I just miss the water. Yeah. I just, because you lived right, no, like super close. In college, I lived a mile from the beach in Palm Beach County, um, and I grew up in Boynton Beach, just south of West Palm. Um, we were never more than two or three miles, so for me in Tallahassee, I feel so far away from the water <laughs> comparatively, <laughs> but when I moved here and I met all these friends from places that are much farther away (laughs) from the ocean. They were like, oh, yeah, we're so close. It's only a couple hours. And I just thought, oh, no, (laughs) I'm not used to that. Um, I do think there is something so relaxing. And and you're right when it's mixed up in your home and kind of the fiber of who you are. Um, But there is something so you just immediately breathe sighs of relief, I think, or I do anyway, when I hit the coast or when I hit Carabelle, like I think, okay, like I can almost feel, (laughs) I can feel like the burdens dropping off. The book, as we have mentioned, is beautiful, um, but it's also well-researched. You collaborated with so many photographers and writers, and I'm curious how you kind of coordinated all of that, because I'm sure that was no easy feat, and I wondered how you found all these writers and photographers and kind what that process looked like um as far as photography goes we really only had one photographer and um i you know we we wanted that aesthetic for a reason we wanted it to all be really the same photographer and um speak of its own kind of you know the creative and the aesthetic be in that vein so our photographer was um Lean Thames, and she actually spent some time in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, worked with us for, I would say, about six or seven weeks over the course of about a year, and um, she is a native Australian, and so anyway, she was in Jacksonville for a stint, and we were really lucky to get to work with her, but, um, you know, she has a really poetic you know, natural beauty kind of an eye with her photography. So we felt like it was the right fit. And, um, of course, like the creative direction and all was on part of, um, the authors, but, you know, she was a joy to work with. And, um, anyway, so she was our photographer and then, um, Melissa can add in about some of the different contributing writers, but yeah, we had a mix of, you know, narrative, our personal stories and, um, contributing writers. So, so much of it was really serendipity. Um, you know, from the from the beginning, we already we had the five chapters in mind. You know, con- including all five saints, and so from there, really, it just evolved—an outpouring of so many ideas. And um, for example, I know Natalie Kerbo, who like is from Bainbridge, and so we interact with her a lot in the bookshelf. But she was able to contribute a piece to the book, and I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. Is how did you find these people? I mean. I know that Thomasville, Tallahassee, Port St. Joe probably are filled with writers and talent and artists, but I don't know how you found them. So I I guess that's really my question is how you found them all. Okay. So Natalie Kerbo, for example, she, um, she was a customer at the shop, at the shop I have in Port St. Joe. And then Mm. I knew that they had a family home here on St. Joe beach. So we just thought she would be the perfect person, you know, to write about her childhood memories in this area. And then another one that's kind of dear to me is Vereen Bell. He's in the Panacea in the St. Teresa chapter, but he was an old family friend. Um, 
who I just connected with or reconnected with about a year and a half ago, and um, he was very excited to contribute a story and just kind of his perspective based on these Mitchell journals that included his mother. So his mother, Flonnie Bell, and my grandmother were good friends. But anyway, so I reached out to Vereen Bell. He's a an English professor at Vanderbilt, and um, we had a phone conversation for about two hours and then he just wrote this wonderful story and hmm. and that was the neat thing too it's everyone that we came across and would say oh this is the perfect person to write a story we didn't really have to give them a lot of direction they just you know we would just say just write a story about what this place means to you and they and, knew what to do <laughs> Yeah, and really there was not a lot of editing in stories. Almost every story just had the same tone and love that we all felt. So um, I really love that. I think, And I think that kind of speaks to a Southern sensibility. We'll talk a little bit later about um, what we love about life in the South. But I think you mentioned, you know, Natalie was a customer of yours, and then Vereen was a family friend. And I think that really speaks to... In the South, we're all storytellers, and we all kind of interact this way. And and so it actually wound up being maybe easier than I thought it would be to kind of coordinate all of that because just in your daily interactions, you come across people who have stories they want to tell, and all you had to do was ask them to do it. So um, I think that's pretty special, kind of magical, really. I mean, this is one of the neatest things, too. Emily and I are just kind of kindred spirits, and I feel like... This was such a wonderful opportunity for for her father to be able to write a story that was a tribute to his father and grandfather, and um, you know, so there's so there's just so much personal appreciation and. No, no, I mean, yeah, I think that's true. As you know, people have asked, you know, who are these contributing writers? And I mean, most of it's just like normal people that have real experiences and, you know, have had a lifetime of experiences on the panhandle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my dad wrote a story about my grandfather and um, he comes and I come from a commercial fishing family. And so, um, you know, that is a huge part of my dad's story and my grandfather. So, you know, that piece is called Captain Carl and his crew. And um, it's basically about, you know, life as a fisherman. And I think it's, you know, we've always said, like, every story is really worthy of, like, paper. And so that was a part of, I think, our wish was to uncover these stories that are on the coast and then, you know, give some people an outlet to share really close things to them. So... That was a lot of our motivation when we reached out to certain people is like, hey, you know, we think you have a special story and we want it to be told. I mean, every story in here is very different, but they do have a thread, like Melissa said, of, you know, love for the coast, story, life experience and um, really simplicity. So, yeah. And it's great that you've gotten to collect all these different people's stories. Um, you talk about these these five saints. Um, is there a particular one for you that you might call your patron saint (laughs) i love that that's great um yeah you know i mean it's kind of like a of course but you know where i grew up saint joseph bay and saint joseph is probably you know my patron saint and like i said that's home um but i will say like even being from there exploring that whole coast and really spending some in-depth time the past two years of producing this book I mean it's kind of made me fall in love with the area all over again and as an adult and so um that's been really 
special. But yeah, St. Joe is um, probably the, my patron saint. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Melissa? Well, mine would have to be St. Teresa. It, um, it does encompass Panacea and Alligator Point and um, yes, it's it's the area that I spent the most time in. Well, I guess overall I've spent the most in St. Joe at this point. But um, St. Teresa is is my patron saint for sure. And one thing that I wanted to share, I mean, all the saint towns are so different. Oh, yeah. So, you know, things that, you know, Melissa and I love about St. Joe, you know, you hop over to St. Teresa and it's a whole different, it's the same, but it's very different. Yes. So, yeah. you know, the things that we love about each one are different. And, you know, St. Mark's has its own thing. And um, so that would be one huge encouragement is like, get out and explore where it's literally an hour or two hours from me. Right. <laughs> you know, like you might be surprised what's right under your nose, you know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I love, um, and I've loved introducing my husband, who's from Alabama. It's been fun to kind of show him, like, look, you can just drive Highway 98 and hit. I mean, that's my favorite thing to do is just to drive 98, and you can kind of hit all these quirky, um, kind of, as Chris said, undiscovered to some people, um, parts of Florida. And so I I know I have loved doing that, but it's that's a great reminder for, for listeners, too, to kind of explore. Um yeah. And Annie, if I can, I'd like to add something about our third author. Um, Christina no, actually retired to the area, so she probably has a similar experience that your husband might. You know, she's really seeing our whole area with new, fresh eyes. And um, so one of her favorite things to do is also take the Coastal Highway 98 and just explore for the whole day or yeah. overnight trip. So, um, you know, I, I just think that's a cool part of what she brought to the book was a really fresh perspective yeah. and really seeing it as if she never had had you know mm-hmm. so she moved here of course about I guess it was around is it 10 years ago Melissa yeah yes but um yeah but she I think has that perspective whereas you know Melissa and I have a little bit of a different perspective hers is very much new fresh like really understanding and seeing it firsthand so that's pretty special about our book too yeah that's a great point that you kind of all three I mean Emily you grew up on the coast and Melissa you grew up vacationing on the coast and then kind of adding Christina as this person who kind of was able to experience it first as an adult. As an adult, yeah, right. That's, that's, that's a very fun. different perspective. Yeah. Um, okay, so there are four questions that we like to ask everybody who comes on the podcast. Um, so you guys can kind of take turns answering these however you see fit. But my question, my first question is, this is a podcast. We love podcasts. Um, what podcasts are your favorite to listen to? You know, I have a recent favorite, and it's kind of a new podcast. I think it's only been going for a couple months. But um, Garant's Dore, she's a um, kind of in the style, fashion, high fashion world. But she does a really cool blog. She's a French gal. But her blog and her um, podcast is just so fun. And she talks about real life and kind of what it means to be a, you know, 20-something, 30-something girl in the world right now. So mm. Garant's Dore, Dore and, um, that would be my favorite. Melissa, what about you? I have to be honest here. Podcasts are new to me. I have listened to a few. and um, I'm always tuned into NPR, just Mm -hmm. in the car. I have two kids, so honestly, I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, no, that's totally totally fair. Huh? That's fair. (laughs) Um, But I would have to say it would have to be in the vein of NPR and, you know, just... 
I do. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't really study that answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we want you to be honest. And and you're not the first person to say, you know what? Podcasts aren't really my thing. Um, They're still a pretty niche market. Yeah. Besides the bookshelf podcast. You forgot to say that. Oh, oh well, of course. Of course. From, <laughs> the, from the front porch. That goes without saying. <laughs> Everyone's top <Yeah>. ten. <laughs> um, so we are a bookstore. The bookshelf sells books, among other things, but primarily books. Um, and we have recently... Um, moved some things around and expanded our classic section. Is there a particular classic that you have never read um, that you wish you had? I was going to say, I mean, I don't know. This is where I struggle. Like, I'm not a huge classics reader, but I have been recently intrigued by Flannery Mm O'Connor and kind of like what she brought to the South. And so, I don't know. I checked out her book recently from the library. Um, I read a couple of the short pieces, but yeah, just in general, I would say Flannery's work. I would like to be, you know, more well read with that. So yeah, Flannery. You really can't go wrong. With I was about to say um, we're over here salivating. Like I love Flannery O'Connor, and I cannot wait to hear what you think of her because I would think, based on the conversations that we've had, you would probably love her. Yeah, so I'm gonna jump in on some of those, but I actually checked out like I think it's like 40 different stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 the collective. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I do think you both will have interesting answers to this question, um, Melissa. We'll start with you. What is your favorite part of life in the South? Well, I think at my age, I have really an appreciation for a simple lifestyle, mm-hmm. and I think that's how I've ended up in Port St. Joe. I obviously grew up in Thomasville in Tallahassee and went to school in Valdosta. And then I moved um, around the country just kind of in my 20s. I I worked out in Wyoming and Vermont and Seattle, and then I came back to the South and then ended up moving down to Port St. Joe. Um, You know, the simple simple life is just has been a choice for me. I think that's a great point. Um, It's just life is a little slower here um and i think it's it's not easy to live a simple life in the south but i think it's easier i think um i think the south lends itself to living that simple kind of lifestyle emily what about you um you know i think it's something that i'm like growing to appreciate more but i would just say like community and i mean like i said i you know about for about the past two years I've lived back in St. Joe in that small town south but um yeah just community and like having people that really care you know feeling welcome at really anyone's home I remember when I moved back home from Atlanta I mean like Melissa and Tina like would make me dinner and just like stuff like that that I had (laughs) forgotten about small town south and so Mm -hmm. I don't know it just it's stuff that really reminds me of hospitality community you know and what that means so i would say that is the south to me and i really am like growing to appreciate it more and more mm-hmm. oh that's great um and then our final question the one that we ask everybody that we have on here what are you reading right now the, the most recent read that i really loved and i think it's still pretty much fresh and new is um big magic by elizabeth gilbert oh yeah yeah um it's just a killer book, and I read it, like, so fast because I was, like, enthralled by it. But I want to go back and read it again. And um, it's really just about, like, captivating ideas and, like, who you are as a creative person. And I don't know. It's just a very cool book that is very, very inspiring. So big magic. I That's great. That's been very popular. Yeah, I loved that one, too. I was actually able to go hear her in Tallahassee as part of Opening Nights. Um, okay. She was 
a delight in person. Like I loved the book, but then after hearing her talk about creativity and talk about, um, living that kind of lifestyle, she was a delight. So anyway, I love that book too. What about you, Melissa? Okay. Well, when we were at the bookshelf, I purchased, um, Janice Ray's ecology of a cracker childhood. And, um, that is my, that is on my nightstand. And, um, I plan to start it after we get off of this. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait to hear what you think. Tonight, of, I, tonight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crack the cover. I can't wait to hear what you think of that one because um, some of, actually, both you and Emily, some of the things you have said, I was able to speak with Janice a couple of days ago, and I have not, uh, full disclosure, I have not yet read Ecology of a Cracker Childhood, so Melissa, you and I will be reading it together. Um, but This would be motivating. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But she, some of her answers and some of the things she talked about, um, of course, not in reference to the coast, but in reference to South Georgia living, um, I think there's some big overlap there, and I will be interested to see kind of what you think about it. I think you'll probably really enjoy it. Um, she she reminded me a lot of this conversation that we've had, so um, so I hope you'll enjoy that one. Oh, good. Thank you so much for being guests on our podcast. We have loved talking to you ladies, and we so appreciate you coming to the bookshelf and sharing your book with us. Um, Of course, people locally can find um, the book in a couple of different local shops. I think Hearth and Soul in Tallahassee, um, and then the bookshelf and Firefly in Thomasville. Um, But if people are far away listeners and they kind of are intrigued, where can they find this book online? Yeah, they can buy the book on our through our website at saintsofoldflorida.com. And, um, yeah, you can purchase right there, and we will ship it to you within three days. <laughs> so com or at your local shop. We do have on our website a stockist list. Okay. So maybe want to check that first if you want it on like, the same day and see if you could pick it up locally. Yeah, that's Perfect. great. Um, I want to add one thing. It yeah. was so special for both of us to be at the bookshelf, but for me personally, because it was so fun to see so many people there, you know, growing up in Thomasville, I mean, I've been a huge fan of the bookshelf since Lorna McCollum owned it over the years, what, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just so happy to see that it's just thriving and Annie, you've just done an amazing job and we appreciate having us. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you both. And, um, we look forward to seeing you around the shop more, but this has been a delight. Thank you both so much. You can find full episodes of From the Front Porch on iTunes or on our store website. That's www.bookshelfthomasville.com. And if you want to follow us on social media, and you should because we have all kinds of new things going on in the shop lately, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BookshelfTivo. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week.